Welcome to the Grumpy Metalheads podcast with the Heavy Metal Strength Coach and Shrub666. Hi guys and welcome to another edition of the Grumpy Metalheads podcast. I'm the Heavy Metal Strength Coach and I'm joined by my brother in Metal Shrubs, 666, who is extremely sore today. Other than that, how are you doing, man? I'm doing good, still buzzing. Still buzzing <laughs> a little bit from yesterday. Yeah, for um, those that don't know, Shrubs did a mock strongman meet that I planned yesterday. Did really well, um, did some incredible repetitions with some heavyweights that he's not done for that many reps before and now he's in bits so thank you to him for joining <laughs> us today when I'm sure all his body wants to do is sleep <laughs> yeah my lower back in particular <laughs> just wants to be somewhere else <laughs> uh, you, you did fantastic buddy okay so uh what music were you smashing this week my friend well let's start with um one of the bigger releases of the week from a great death metal band called Necrophobic and the album's Dawn of the Damned out on Century Media. This band had been around for a long, long time now. 1989 they started from oh, what wow. I could find. Yeah, so they've been going a long, long time and it's definitely the blackened death metal stuff so it is without a shadow of a doubt it, it sits in that realm quite comfortably. <laughs> what an album though. This is definitely one of the best they've done for a while now. Certainly I enjoyed the last album but this one it, it, it sounds so much better yeah, I agree. Um, than that last I agree. one. This is my um, this is my favourite album they've done. I'm not sure but pretty close pretty close to being the top album they've done so far. Everything about this album just sounds so so good. The songwriting felt good the riffs in it uh, i just like the way that they're doing this black and death metal but they've got these little little riffs that have just got little hints of melody in it and it just sets it off really really nicely um we've been saying that quite a while now for quite a few bands and it seems to be those ones that have that little hint of melody in their riffs that tend to grab your attention a lot more and yeah. um, certainly seems to be piquing my interest a lot more. Yeah, it's an album I, I, you don't need to work really hard to enjoy, as long as you like that no. kind of black and death metal stuff. You, you're going to be drawn in, you're going to find it interesting, and there's enough melody in there um, to keep you hooked, to, to allow us to use it to train to. And it's, yeah, I, I, I thought it was a real quality album that I'll be listening to again and again, assuming that I ever get time to listen to old music again. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, when we can find time to actually re-listen and re-enjoy stuff again. Um, yeah, no, it, I, I totally agree. This this album, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I couldn't wait for it to come back round on the on the playlist for this week because it was just like, with that intro, that big bombastic intro that you get with it, you just knew that the, the, the rest that was coming was going to be great and enjoyable. And yeah, you were going to be able to lift stuff to it. You could run to it. You know, it, it's just magnificent. I mean, my favourite track on there was the Infernal Deaths the depths of eternity yeah right, you know seven and a half minutes of of joy um and it didn't feel it doesn't feel it's another one of those songs that goes on for seven and a half minutes but doesn't doesn't feel like you're doesn't feel like it's been dragged out that long the last one and a half minutes is just sublime on that that song i just yeah. <laughs> i'd describe it as blood curdling joy 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. I suppose it's pretty close to that. Yeah, it, it's just, you know, and then there's another song, As the Fire Burns, as well, that's got great riffs in it as well. And, and yeah, I think it could pick out like... any song on the album and it would stand out on many of these style bands' is, um, albums. It's it's, it's yeah. really, really, really high quality. All right. Yeah. What else have you got this week, mate? All right. Going to take a step to the UK and go to probably one of my favourite death metal bands at the moment and Venom Prison. They've, where is it? it the, the album's called Primeval. It's out on Prosthetic Records. This is basically a re-recording of their first two EPs plus two new tracks. Now, I've not heard the first two EPs. So um, for me, this was just a great listen again. Uh, Larissa Stupa, the vocalist, she's definitely one of the best death metal vocalists around at the moment. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, I've seen them live several times, obviously, um, because they're one of my favourite um, death metal bands they're, they're astonishing live they're so so tight and so so good and this re-recording <clears throat> like I said I haven't even gone back to try and listen to the original EPs yet because I've just been enjoying one Necrophobic and this one too much this week to even think about going back and, and giving those two EPs a listen but just listening to this they, they sounded like they would have been great death metal tracks even back when they did them I mean, I think they, they come out in 2015, the two EPs. Yeah, it, it just sounds, it sounds so good. It, I mean, if you like Venom Prison, you're going to like, you're going to enjoy these because it, it is Venom Prison. They've got great riffs. They've got a hardcore element to it as well, a little bit at times, which is not a bad thing either. It, it's, it sits and feels quite nice in there. They're, they're not like your typical death metal lyrics either. There's a lot of social um, aspects to it with, with theirs rather than sort of like the death metal of horror and stuff like that. And yeah, it's just, yeah, they're just a really, really good album to listen to. I will go back and check those EPs out though at some point. Um, that that um, sounds like something that's really interesting. Yeah, man. I, I, like I say, I haven't, I don't know how different this re-recording is to the original EPs. <clears throat> I, I imagine certainly the production quality would be 10 times better because obviously those EPs, they were still a young independent band. It was only one year after they formed that those come out. So they would have been quite, I would imagine, quite raw recordings, but probably showing real massive hints of promise because the two albums that they've released properly are astonishing albums, especially the last one, Samsara. But this, this I really, really properly enjoyed this as well. This is another one that I just enjoyed training to as well. Yeah. So in fact, every album this week has been good to train to, to be honest. But um, but yeah, this is, um, this one is great. And, and I mean, if you're a fan of Misery Index, Dying Fetus, a little bit of Nails, that type of stuff, you'll, you'll get, <laughs> you'll get an, an, anything and everything you want out of Venom if you're into that sort of scene. Uh, my one yeah. album contribution this week um, is from a band called Demonical, and they released a new single this week, which got me curious. It sounded really good. Um, so I checked out their latest album, which was Chaos, Chaos Manifesto, and this sounded like Bloodbath, Discarnate, um, Bolt Thrower all kind of merged into one band, which I just, it's, they're not, they're not going to be as prestigious and uh, as the, as those bands just yet, but there's, there's a lot of potential here. And uh, I really, really, really enjoyed Chaos Manifest. Um, I would implore people to check that out as well. Okay, my friend, what else you got this week? Right, we're going to go and take a step into the sort of like black and hardcore, I suppose is the best way to describe the, this, this next album from a band called Cabal. It's an album called Drag Me Down. It's on a 
a, a record label called Long Branch, I, which I've never heard of. So completely independent. They're from Denmark. They've been around since 2015. This is their second album. It kind of gets lumped into deathcore and and that that sort of like black and hardcore. That, that's where I I drop it. So basically, for fans of like the Acacia Strain and stuff like that, you know, it's really 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 heavy deathcore, death metal, black metal. It, 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 but just really, really, it's great, proper, heavy tunes. Weirdly, they've got Matt Heafy from Trivium doing a track on there as well. Yeah, and <laughs> a guy called Jamie Hales. I don't know who that is. But, uh, yeah, I, I I tried to find out about those those other guys. I think they're from other Danish bands or or some of those Scandinavian hardcore sting stuff. I'm not so sure on, on those bands that they're from. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it's it's a brutal, brutal album. Mm-hmm. In fact, the, the 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 track with Matt Heafy on is probably is definitely one of the standout tracks on there called "Bitter Friend." Okay. The, the riffs on this are, are just absolutely rock solid. Yeah, it, it's yeah. I, I I don't know what else to say about it really, other than go and listen to it if you like if you like the Acacia Strain and yeah. that and type Acacia, of deathcore. As you know, you got me into the Acacia Strain earlier this year. Um, yeah, a banging band. So uh, if they sound anything like those, then I am well into yeah. that. Okay, my friend. They're a little bit far. They're a little bit faster than the Acacia Strain. They're not quite as slow as the Acacia Strain. They're a little bit bit more faster. But, but even so, if you like that kind of filthy, dirty deathcore with a hint of black metal in it, then definitely check this out. Yeah, um, there's a good there's a good live set that audio tree um, recorded of theirs as well. So. Which is which is quite cool, and it tells a story about how they met Matt Heafy. So it's worth a that's worth a watch as well if you can find that dig that out on yeah. on the old internet. <clears throat> I'll try and get that in the show notes. All right, my friend, what else you got this week? Okay, um, gonna go slightly um, softer now, but an album that I've thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed this week: Crippled Black Phoenix's new album, Ellen Geist, out on Seasons of Mist. <laughs> They're from the UK, they've been around since 2004. This is their eighth album. It's kind of post-rock prog in there a little bit. This is definitely for fans of like Anathema, the softer side of Cult of Luna, a bit of Portishead. It's got quite a mix in it, but it's, it's very melancholic. Weirdly, their, their vocalist and guitarist left literally as they're about to walk into the studio oh, nice to record one. this album. And so I don't know whether this is planned or whether they did this because of that, um, but they've got um, quite a few guest vocalists come in on this one. Some surprising ones in there as well. I mean, the first two tracks have got Vincent Kavanagh from Anathema in there doing vocals. The first one, he does the majority of them. The second one, he just kind of joins in the chorus. And I mean, definitely the second one is an amazing song called Lost. The video is quite brutal to watch. It's a tough watch. It's got some real, real difficult themes in the video. I mean, the chorus says we are lost as humans. So um, Mm -hmm. it kind of gives you a hint as to where that's that video is going to go. Gal from Gorgoroth is on it. (laughs) However, he's doing his more... Gull's weird type vocals where he, he actually sings. And to be fair, Gull's got a pretty decent singing voice. And Enjoy. also Jonathan Halton from Tribulation is on there. Oh, wow. Yeah. And and again, I mean, he's got he's got some good vocals, but he does slightly different to Tribulation. So don't expect you're going to get Tribulation vocals with it. It doesn't it doesn't quite work that way, but it's quite a melancholic 
album, but so satisfying at times. There's some real in-depth stuff that really sort of like takes you onto a slightly different plane. And this is a, it was a love, it's a lovely listen to, to wind down from the previous three. <laughs> so it's kind of worked in the playlist as that, that's my sort of like um, warm down, relax, drive home. By <laughs> the time I've cranked through those other three albums, and then get on to this one. This one's like, this is the soothing bath at the end of your session, this, this album. But it, it, there is some, yeah, it, there's just some really great tracks. I mean, definitely my favourite on there is is Lost, which does have Vincent Kavanagh on. But as, as people know, that I'm a massive Anathema fan anyway. But it's not because of that, because when I first listened to this album, I didn't even realise he was on it. So That must have been a nice surprise when you found him. Yeah, well, but they also do a cover of a Bauhaus song now. I can't remember it, what it's called. <laughs> Now it's called uh, She's in Parties. Yeah, right? I know that well, one. Um, but there is a kind of goth feel to quite a few of these songs. Tara's going to love this band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she definitely will. I mean, it, it, but it, it's a seriously, seriously good listen, though. So um, from start to finish, I, I, I don't know Bauhaus that well. I know of them, but I don't know them that well to be able to name any songs or anything. Yeah, but um, I will check out that song in particular from Bauhaus and see how close it is from a few other reviews I read of the album. Yeah, it's supposedly it's like a karaoke song, so that it might means that obviously they, they've made it literally sound like Bauhaus, so, um, yeah. which might be a shame, but because I, I kind of like it when bands put their own little twist in, into a song that makes it stand out as being yeah. their, their version of it, not just a straight copy but um but saying that i don't know Bauhaus that well to be able to say whether it's a good or bad copy so of it i just really enjoyed it right, yeah? yeah yeah i just in, i just thoroughly enjoyed it it was a great end to the album and yeah it's a fantastic listen i i properly enjoyed i i've enjoyed quite a few of cripple black phoenix's album but this one was definitely the easiest one to get into the okay. other ones can be a little bit more hard work if that makes yeah, sense yeah it definitely takes definitely, quite a few listens whereas this one this one just pretty much clicked straight away it was just like once i got down into the groove of the melancholy of it it was like yes this is this is perfect this is brilliant yeah yeah properly enjoyed that just before Those we get the into the essential that... listening of the week do you have any other albums that you quickly want to add no i, I not this week no it was it was a nice <laughs> nice quiet week <laughs> yeah I've, I, I have had a quiet musical week as well, which has been uh, it's been nice to get onto some old stuff again. Um, okay, yeah, so yeah. Shrubs, what is your essential listening of the week, my friend? I was split between two, so I, I went for one, and the other one's going to come up again at another date and time. But I've gone for the grandfather of the heavy metal vocals and Dio's Holy Diver album. Well, it, it, it's <laughs> it's got to be up there. Everyone needs to appreciate Dio one form or another. He was a great vocalist. He was a great advocate for heavy metal. His lyrics were daft. <laughs> they're, they're daft and insane and fantastic all at the same time. And what more can you ask for yep. if you can make daft lyrics sound amazing? I mean, this band came about because Dio and Vinnie Apis were in Black Sabbath at the time. And then they left Black Sabbath for uh, reasons that th there's some re rumours that it was because of the mixed quality of the live album that they were doing from the tour. I think it was from the Heaven and Hell tour back in the early 80s. So that they, they left, but decided to start a band. And so they started Dio. And then about 12 months later, I think it is, that Holy Diver then. But what an album 
though. Just literally not, from yeah. start to finish, it, it's got some... <laughs> I mean, obviously you've got the song Holy Diver and a lot of people that have probably listened to this have probably heard the Kill Switch Engage version before they actually heard this one. But you've got songs like Don't Talk to Strangers in there, Rainbow in the Dark. They're just some <laughs> proper <laughs> cracking songs on there. Yeah, it, it's for me, it, it, you've got to have listened to it at some point in your life and just go and enjoy it for what it is it is it, it's fun it, it's not good it's not going to blow you away with riffs but there's some there are some good riffs on there you know so it's got Vivian Campbell on guitar for a start in there who then went on to play for Def Leppard anyway who replaced the late great Steve Clark from Def Leppard so you know you've got that kind of quality in there yeah, there's, um, a real, there's a real musical pedigree in this uh, album yeah. that was so so influential on, on the entire metal world um, yeah. which goes into the whole roots of everything that we talk about today so I mean um, even the old goat horns comes out of this yeah, <laughs> of the, so. absolutely so this is this this is where it all started properly um okay my friend thank you so much for joining me today we will see you all next week